Aria, welcome to Boss. Oh my God. It is so great to see you after so many years. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It is so good to see you. Boss is my amazing executive interview series on LinkedIn that is now our top rated podcast. I interview my incredible network to help others learn, network, and pay it forward. Let's start at the beginning. I am a lifelong New Yorker who at six feet tall is the shortest person in my family who started my career at do something.org because I was super passionate about social impact, using the power of data and technology to activate folks, to change the world, and really instead of complain, to do something. And then I actually found my way to Reed Hoffman and I joined his team as his chief of staff. And some people don't see a through line, but it's a total through line because Silicon Valley and entrepreneurship is all about you see a problem, you're optimistic about the future and you change it. It's been super fun to sort of make the pivot and join his team. I love that. And for those watching who may not know who Reed Hoffman is. Absolutely. So you mentioned LinkedIn. Uh, Reed Hoffman is the founder of LinkedIn, but he's also sort of a, a very iconic investor in like every startup you can possibly think of in Silicon Valley. He founded an AI company last year called Inflection AI. He's very much at the center of the AI universe. Um, and really importantly to me, he's a big philanthropist, democratic donor, really believes in empowering folks to change the world. That's amazing. I love that. And how did we meet? Because I think you mentioned it a little bit in the Do Something uh, intro at the top. Yeah. Do Something had an amazing partnership with VH1, which was all about getting the word out uh, to everyone and anyone about how you could be a doer too. That was probably, I don't know, 15 years ago, but it was super great that we met that long ago. It was one of my favorite projects to work on at VH1 with our partners. And I remember taping with the post-it wall where people wrote no that was awesome like purpose it was just it was such a wonderful and inspiring event and, and probably one of my favorite to work on and all the people that like were doing the things that you were honoring it totally was- I mean everyone who watched the do something awards you know you came from Kim Kardashian and Will Ferrell and Justin Bieber and then you were like oh my god when I was 17 I was like drinking and smoking pot <laughs> and these young people are doing incredible things so it couldn't help but inspire you to, you know, do a little something good in your world. How did you get to where you are now? I was an economics major in college and I, a lot of my classmates were going off to McKinsey and Bain and BCG. And I really wanted to prove to folks that nonprofits could be efficient, effective, market-driven. And I literally just applied cold to an ad on idealist.org. They asked me to fax in a PowerPoint presentation. Like that's bringing us way back, which is embarrassing. I very luckily got hired and I joined this little five-person sort of nonprofit startup. And it really spoke to me because it was, um, it would be amazing to work for Susan G. Komen or in prison reform, one of my passion areas or education, but I love that do something was all of the areas I cared about. And so it really fit my personality. And then we sort of ran it like a startup and we're, you know, looking to grow and make more impact. And honestly, the thing, you know, you talk about your boss network, but I was lucky that my boss at the time was putting me out there and just saying, yeah, Aria, she's 24. She can go give a keynote address. Like, oh yeah, go to this cocktail party, go network with that CMO, that CEO. And so I feel like all of my twenties was about meeting amazing, incredible people who, you know, have helped me immeasurably throughout my career. And Reed was one of those people. He was on the board of do something, became an investor when I became CEO and, um, yeah, we just stayed in touch, which was really fortunate. I love that connection. And advice for those who don't necessarily have a boss, 
who is throwing them out there and being like, go to that cocktail party. How do people do that if they don't just have people around them? I think one of the things that you're told a lot when you're young is like, find a mentor who is you know, uh, 20 years ahead of you, or like, if only, um, you know, the CEO of that company would be your mentor. Um, and that's great when you have mentors who are CEOs of companies and so far ahead of you in your career. But I've found that looking at someone who's like one step ahead, just like two years ahead, like helps you connect those dots. And then also having like the folks that are in your circle who can be like, Oh wait, I'm going to this event. Like you come too. like really having those wing men, wing women, who you can like hang out with. I feel like I really found a tribe of folks like going to conferences or going to cocktail parties or whatever it was that make it less scary. You walk into a room, you're like, I don't know anyone. This is really scary. You just need to see that one person who you like got a drink with a year ago. And you're like, oh, cool. Okay. They're hang out. They'll hang out with me and make me not look stupid. I think it's really critical to have a boss network that is, you know, your age and stage and stature and all that, not just the, you know, luminaries who could, you know, pull you up. And then they grow up with you. 20 years later, we're sitting and having this type of a conversation. I say this to all of the folks who have ever worked for me at Do Something, who I've, you know, kept in great touch with. I say to them, like, I'm your boss right now. I'm so excited for in 10 years, you're going to hire me. Like, you are so awesome. And I want to catapult you into the stratosphere. And like, please just hire me in 10 years when, you know, you're the the boss lady of whatever it might be. What trends are you seeing across the business landscape right now? Where are those areas of opportunity? So it'll be no surprise for anyone who knows Reed Hoffman's focus, but I am totally steeped in everything AI. Um, And of course, we need to worry about the risks and we need to worry about job loss and sort of all of the things that are super important. Um, But mostly, um, I feel like there's not enough conversation about the benefits. And so this is both societal level level benefits? Like, can we lift, you know, the billion folks who are just below the middle class into the middle class with a tutor on their smartphone or medical care or whatever? Um, But then also personally, or I was actually just talking to a woman a few weeks ago and she's a, you know, she's a solopreneur and she was saying she has one chat GPT instance that she uses as her CMO, another that she uses as her head of finance. You know, she's trained all of them to be the coworkers that she doesn't have. Um, And so I think it also could be a moment to really empower folks who are freelancing or starting their own businesses. And um, entrepreneurship is actually down in the US over the last few years. And so it'd be really exciting if AI could bring entrepreneurship um, back up to, um, you know, and and surpass levels that it was at a few years ago. What advice would you give to your 20-year-old self or people just starting out in new roles right now? whether it's about AI or other things. I have two pieces of advice. People might not like these, but um, as a mom of three, um, you know, who now sort of closely guards my evenings and my weekends. And, you know, I would say like, get out there. When I was 25, I thought I was so busy and I had so much to do, but I was wrong. Um, And so I would just say like, as much as possible, use the time before you have kids to build this incredible network because it'll really pay dividends later in your career when you might not want to go on that business trip. You might not want to, you know, do whatever it is. Um, And then the second thing I'll say, and I don't mean this to I don't mean this to sort of um, keep anyone back, but like the number one thing people want is a great coworker. 
And so there are just like, be a great coworker. And that both means like being kind and, you know, fun and whatever, but like, just get back to people and get back to people on time and make your boss's life a little bit easier. Um, again, that doesn't mean be a wallflower and take it. If someone's treating you wrong, that's absolutely not what I mean. Um, but just be an awesome member of the team because people want to bring awesome members of the team up with them. Even as a parent of three, and I'm a parent of two, it is back to school. It's hard not to, to realize that. We were just talking about the bus this morning and the activities and the travel. How are you doing? And any advice? <laughs> um, so I'm doing great because I am very lucky that my husband decided to take a few years out and be a stay-at-home dad. And I think that's the superpower that men had for 50 years that no one talked about. Um, it's like no wonder women couldn't get ahead because in addition to, you know, being a businesswoman, they were still expected to cook dinner and take care of the kids and do everything. And so obviously not everyone is lucky enough to have a stay-at-home spouse, but, you know, I, I get that benefit for the next few years. And, you know, while your kids are young, you like they're only young for so long. And so you want to maximize time with them. Um, but all I would say is um, I was actually just hanging out with one of truly my idols, um, Anne-Marie Slaughter, who um, is the, the president of the New America Foundation. She was previously in the State Department, but she wrote an essay in 2012 in The Atlantic that spoke to me. And it was women can't have it all. <laughs> Don't pretend you can. And so, you know, it's okay if you decide that the next two years, you're going to like take a little step back in your career, or it's okay if you miss dinner or miss the first day of school, which I just did, you know, just give yourself some grace and don't expect you can do everything. Um, and so again, that was a situation where a real sort of mentor and idol of mine said something that really resonated. Uh, that does. I, I sometimes feel when I'm thriving in one area, I am failing on my face in the other. Totally. And totally. Yeah. And, and think about, and, and sometimes that's helpful. You know, if you have a really bad day at work and I get home and I'm on the floor scrubbing spaghetti off our, you know, floor, because my two-year-old just threw spaghetti at my head. I'm not really worried about my bad day at work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I have bigger fish to fry. And so um, sometimes it's nice to have that balance that can get your mind off, you know, the area where you might not be, you know, thriving as much as you want. I love that. Aria, are you ready for the lightning round? Oh, I am not ready at all. Bring it on. <laughs> what does the future of work or does work look like to you? The future of work looks much more customizable than it is today. One piece of advice for future bosses. Realize that everyone wants to do well. No one wants to be a bad employee. One thing you'll commit to do in the rest of 2023 to help pay it forward. Mentoring young entrepreneurs in the for-profit and nonprofit space. What is your must read or must listen in the morning? I'm a podcast fiend, um, but I have them on rotation from politics to economics to the real watchables. Season two of the possible podcast is launching in the next few weeks, which I am very excited about because we've, uh, we filmed about half the episodes. So this season two is going to be pretty awesome. Amazing. What do you want to be known for over the next six to 12 months? In life, I want to be known for being a kind person. In the next six to 12 months, I want to be known for someone who is shining a light on all of the positivity in the world and how we can introduce more of it. Who should I have on my interview list next for boss? Emily Oster, because she is an icon. How can I help you to pay it forward on something? 
Ooh, I like this. I'd say criminal justice reform was a hot cause five years ago, and it's sort of fallen off the radars as the cause du jour, and it is so critical. So anything we can do to raise awareness about the um, broken carceral system in the United States um, is paying it forward in a big way. Anything that people who are watching or listening can do about that? Um, they should look up Emilio.org, which uh, helps get um, communications technology and education to currently incarcerated people in prisons across the country and um, support them however they can. Amazing. Will you help me spread the word on BOSS to your personal and professional network? Easiest question, of course. Thank you. And finally, anything else that you want to say or share with me to close out this amazing LinkedIn BOSS and now podcast interview? I would just say like, thank you. You are one of those people who is, who is the positive light and um, shining light on all the good stuff. And it, it is important to look at all the negativity in the world and know about it, but without focusing on solutions, we'll, we'll never um, get rid of it. So I love that you're shining a positive light on what people are doing. Amazing. Aria, this was so much fun. Everyone should watch, listen, comment, share, tell your friends. I look forward to all your feedback and until next time. Thanks, everyone. So great to be here. Thank you.